548. Just as he did every day, Jerry looked to the Arlon radio alarm clock. 548. It was time to start his day. Walking into the kitchen, he could smell the freshly brewed pot of coffee from the Mason X automated French press. He looked out the window to Bill Franson's house. He only had to wait a minute before his neighbor's kitchen light turned on. It was 6.03. Jerry imagined his neighbor going through nearly the same routines as himself. Drinking a cup of coffee, eating a bowl of cereal, and maybe even staring over at Jerry's house to see if he was awake. Jerry, however, never turned on the kitchen light. At 6.13... Jerry watched Bill walk out to his front porch to collect the newspaper. He waited until Bill re-entered the house, counted down three more minutes, then retrieved his own. At 6.35, Maggie's alarm clock went off. Jerry stood up. It would take at least 20 minutes for his wife to make her way downstairs. Lisbon, however, was on her way. He watched the four-year-old Chihuahua dart by him, seemingly oblivious to his presence. He stared at her as she leapt in the yard, chasing a breeze. Jerry looked at his watch, 6.43. He turned his attention outside to find Bill struggling to read his paper. Jerry smiled as he watched him collect his paper, cursing the dog on his way back inside. Good morning. Sleep all right? Fair enough. And you? Wonderful. Best sleep I've had in ages. Need a cup? Mm, I'm good. So, what's going on in the world today? Just the usual. War, poverty, politics, and the devil still seem incapable of winning a game. Aw, poor baby. How will you ever make it? Mm, I'll find a way. I do every season. Don't let it get you too down. Well, I'm going to get Michael up and moving. Do you think you could pour him some cereal? Of course. You're a prize. You shut up! Michael John, slow down. Okay, Mommy. Hey, hey, what's the hurry there, little man? We're painting at school today. Is that so? Yep. Sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm really good at it. I'll bet you are. Well, Daddy's got to go take a shower. Do you think you can be a good boy until Mommy comes down? Yeah. You better be.
is he ever a wild man today? Just leapt right out of bed. For once it didn't take me three tries to get him out. And I didn't even have to bribe him to eat a cereal either. Never seen that kid so excited to go to school. That Miss Aberdeen works some kind of spell on them, I swear. Maybe she could come to my work. Might make it a bit easier to get motivated in the morning. Coming from the man who wakes up every day without an alarm? I don't know how you do it. Terrible habit. Speaking of work, I'm hopping in the shower. I want to get a jump on things before the weekend. You want anything for breakfast? I'll pick it up on the way. Nothing too fatty, you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Jerry looked at himself in the mirror. He was 36, and his age was beginning to wear on him in the form of a belly. Good lord! And frumpy love handles, too. Monday it is! Partly cloudy, the high in the mid-fifties. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, the high in the low-fifties, and a low in the low-forties. Sunday, we have a 60% chance of rain, with highs in the low-fifties. Birthday wishes go out to Ken Hauser. Happy 35th. Mom Off to work, babe. When should I have dinner ready? Uh, I shouldn't be later than 6.30. I'll call if for some reason I'm running late. Sounds great. Have a nice day at work. You too. Bye, Michael. Have fun at school. I will. Bye, Daddy. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Morning Madness Power Hour with Skeeter and the Gooch. As always, I'm Skeeter. And I'm the Gooch. You just heard that new track by Tabone. What do you think, everyone out there in Radio Land? Make it or break it. <laughs> Looks like we'll never hear from those two douchebags again. Check this. Coming up next is an exclusive world premiere by America's Sweethearts, 350 pounds of blue-eyed soul. Hey, mister. Got any change? Slightly startled, Jerry looked towards the voice while trying to avoid eye contact. Next to his office building, he saw a man in his 50s. 
The man, though dirty, appeared in good health. Jerry noticed he was wearing a three-piece suit, an expensive suit, that through years of use and unwash had faded where the seams had frayed. Jerry remembered him from several weeks ago, when he had been holding a sign that read, Who are you? He had never uttered a word, Jerry recalled. Uncomfortable, he quickened his pace. Eight fifteen, he entered Avarice Corporation's lobby forty-five minutes early for work. He was always early. It was something he was fairly proud of. Well, well, well. Look who decided to come in early. Hello, Karen. Jerry choked back a groan. There stood Karen Halstead, repressing his disappointment. Jerry mimicked a smile. And to what do we owe the pleasure? Just trying to get ahead of the weekend. Clever. Every once in a while, I succeed in being so. You've got big plans, I take it? Only the usual. Some yard work and whatever chores Maggie has in store for me. If there's time, I'll try to fit some golf in. What is the big fascination with golf? I don't know about anybody else, but for me, it just takes my mind off things. More like gives you an excuse to drink and gossip behind your wife's back. I'll be sending you the Perry account around 11. It needs to be done before you leave. Okay. What's up? Jesus, Jeff, what is wrong with you? Chillax, brah. Just having some fun. Of course, it was Jeff Cooper. Jerry looked Jeff up and down, critical of his year-round tan and slicked back bleach blonde hair. Got any exciting plans for the weekend, Jer? Anything you could clue me in on? Hate to disappoint you, Jeff, but I'm a fairly domesticated man. Oh, I bet. If I had a wife as hella hot as yours, I'd be home every night, too. Unless I wanted to try out the swinging parties. I wouldn't know anything about those. <laughs> you should look into it, brah. I bet the going rate for a wife as hella hot as yours would be two good-looking wives. Am I right, Char? I'll have to take your word for it. And, uh, how about you, Jeff? You got any plans? One or two. Tomorrow I got a date with this hot piece of tail from downtown. I nailed her a couple months back after some party. Nothing to brag about in the sack, but at least I know I won't have to try, right, Char? You're a pig, Jeff. But you know that right, don't you? <laughs> Been told once or twice. <laughs> oink, oink! I might as well live it up while I still got my looks and my youth. Good for you, Jeff. Hey, look, Jer. Me and Todd Henning are going to Pigsteins after work. What do you say, uh, joining us for a few rounds? My treat. Mm, tempting. But I promised the wife I'd be home for dinner. Wow. The excitement never stops with you, does it? What are you having? Meatloaf? Well, it's not like I didn't offer. Thanks. I'll never forget it. Well, I better get back to work before the old rag bag finds me over here. I'll see you later, brah. Jerry watched Jeff walk off. When he was far enough away, he extended him a middle finger. How's the Perry account coming along, Mr. Maggard? Considering I only got it an hour ago, I'd say great. Is someone getting testy? You told me I'd have this account before lunch. Now it's 2.30. Sorry if I'm a bit behind. 
I think I dropped the attitude, Mr. Maggard. Reviews are coming up, and I'd hate to have to write you up. It's, it'll get done, Karen. This is a big account. It better get done. And don't even think about leaving till it is. There. Whoa, Jerry, wait. Where are you going? Home. The account's done, therefore so am I. But I haven't gone over it yet. Well, that's your job. Oh, really? Karen, look, I'm not trying to be difficult here. I'm really not. But I did my end of the job. Is that so, Mr. Maggard? And what if it's messed up? You seem to be in a rush all day. It's not. Trust me. Well, smart Alec, if it is screwed up, you'll be coming in during the weekend on your own time. Do you understand me? Of course, Karen. See you on Monday. I'm not kidding, Jerry. It better be ready or this will come up at reviews. Hey, mister. Got any change? There he was again. Here you go. No, keep it, mister. You'll need it more than me. Right. Daddy! Hey, how was your day, little man? We painted at school. I brought my picture home. Oh, yeah? You want to show me? It's over here. Mommy put it on the fridge. And how was your day, honey? Mm, Typical. Karen rode my button. Jeff's a creep. You know, the usual. Jeff? But he always seems so nice. (sighs) If he seems nice, then it's an act. Trust me, he's a real dirtbag. Hmm. That's too bad. Dinner's almost ready. Great. I'm starved. Here it is, Daddy. From across the kitchen, Jerry could almost make it out. He saw three figures representing the family. But behind them, something seemed strange and out of place. I painted you and Mommy and me, see? And that's Lisbon. Looks just like her. Good job, buddy. Jerry bent down, squinting to tighten his focus. Behind the happy family was a tree. Behind the tree was a figure wearing a suit and tie. The man's face, however, was colored over with gray. The more he looked at it, the more the picture began to unnerve him. Who's that? What? That man behind the tree. Who is that? I don't know. Michael, go get washed up. Okay, Mommy. Did did you look at this? (laughs) Cute, isn't it? Not bad for a seven-year-old. Yeah, it's great, but... Who's that? How should I know? A little weird, don't you think? (laughs) For crying out loud, Jerry. It's a painting by a seven-year-old. I wouldn't think too deeply about it. Yeah, right. Jerry, stop staring at the picture and set the table. Dinner's almost ready. Right. Right.
Are you mowing tomorrow or Sunday? Tomorrow. They're talking rain on Sunday. Well, the only reason I'm asking is I wanted to take Michael to the mall tomorrow with my mom so we can find him something to wear for my sister's wedding, and I was hoping you might be able to do laundry for me. Don't see why not. I was hoping to get around to golf in tomorrow as well. It's the last weekend before everybody and their mothers take over the course. As long as you remember we have the nine hours party tomorrow night. Jerry tried hard to swallow his dinner as he thought about going to the party. He had forgotten. The Patterson girl's coming over at 7.30 to watch Michael. And we have to go. It's Judy's birthday, Jerry. We can't just not go. How would that make us look? Jerry nodded. He didn't care, however, what any of those people thought. Mommy, can I have some ice cream? Eat two more bites. But I'm full. Too full for ice cream? No. Then two more bites. Okay. Did you like the casserole, honey? Jerry looked at the dull mishmash of peas, carrots, beef, and cream of mushroom soup. It was fine. A little dishonest, but fine. Dishonest? What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe a little too good housekeeping or something. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just being cranky. Hmm. I'm done. Then take your plate to the sink like a big boy. Jerry watched his wife and son go into the kitchen. Maggie helped Michael reach the sink. For a brief moment, everything felt unfamiliar. There was something eerily unreal in their happy little moment. As if it were a staged scene in someone's approximation of real life. The feeling fleeted, passing almost as casually as it had occurred. Michael's out. I'm thinking about bed, too. You coming? I'm going to work out here for a little bit longer. Are you sure you wouldn't want to work on something else? Sorry, babe. I'm just not up for it, so to speak. Good night, then. Good night. Love you. There it was again. The voice on the radio. Urgent. We repeat. Urgent. Turn to station zero. We are initiating the primordial frequency. 